The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100, get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast's Final Four Watch Party. April the 1st at 7.30pm, SGP will be at the Ice House in Los Angeles. So come out, hang out with the crew. All the info at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash icehouse. Welcome everybody to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. Coming from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Thursday, March the 23rd. Um, it is also the last Thursday forever that we don't have Major League Baseball. This time next week, we'll have already lost a load of bets and fantasy teams will be busted and DFS lineups will be bottom of the table and all that stuff that we live for. And um, so, yes, yeah, seven days to go. And what we've got tonight is the final installment of our six-part divisional previews with the National League Central. We've saved the most exciting one uh, to last. And this evening, I've got the youth team with me, uh, fresh out of Vegas, uh, Mr. Noah Benick. Noah, what's happening? What's going on, Malcolm? Yeah, we saved the worst two divisions for last, and you saved them both for me. I, I, feel, <laughs> I feel appreciated. I, I'm ready to talk it. Let's Let's dive in. That's because you have dogs in them, though, don't you? I the, do. In the shit divisions. Right That's there. your thing. Yep. <laughs> Toilet bowls. Um, someone who uh, prefers his fandom at the at the higher end of the spectrum, uh, but he will dip his toe into the muck down here every now and again, is Mr. Dylan Rockford. Dylan, how are you doing? Boys, how are you? It's been a long time, but Malcolm, you're right. Seven days away, opening day, but uh, World Baseball Classic was exciting. I wish they did it every year, to be honest. Big fan of that, but uh, yeah, can't wait to get into it. NL Central. Yeah, you just touched on that, didn't we? have to start with that because... Hey, that's a Mets fan saying he wants it every year, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair, yeah. hats yeah, off to you. Just being a... Yes, thing. I mean, I, been I, hear, a couple I of... hear about it, and at the end of the day, they're... These are grown men. If they want to play, just let them play. And everyone's advocating to play. They, they, you see how much it means to them just getting a strikeout in the seventh inning. Countries getting behind it. Uh, on my bucket list, watching the games in Tokyo, going to the Tokyo Dome. Oh my God. I, I want to go to a game out there. But uh, yeah, I mean, th- these guys are passionate. They want to play for their country. And you see guys like Mookie Betts, Mike Trout come out and say they, they regret not playing in last tournament. So, I mean, it's unfortunate what happened to Diaz, but it, it was a freak accident. We just got to keep it moving. Yeah, it was a freak accident. You look at what happened. to uh, Reese Hoskins has gone down this afternoon, carted off. Um, I don't know if we'll see him again this season, but then mm. Peter Alonso's returned to the Mets today, said it's been the best time of his life. And myself and Noah did the preview show um, on Tuesday. And again, we, there was quotes from a lot of the American players who said it was just the greatest time. There was, there was players in it. It was incomparable even to playoff baseball, um, that it was a step up from playoff baseball. And not to mention the global appeal. You can't be as parochial as to just think that it was a US thing. There was, I think, 97% of households in Japan watched that game. I mean, that is an absolutely preposterous 
figure. And then the game itself, I went to bed after the fifth inning. Um, I stayed until about 1.30 in the morning and really enjoyed it. And then I got up and people had talked about, and myself and Nora talked about the, the spectre of the Otani Trout thing. And when I woke up, I put the YouTube highlights on to watch the rest. And the first thing he said at the top of the ninth inning was, and USA, coming up for USA, will be 9-1-2. and two. And I just thought, no way. There's no way this has actually happened. It was it was like the cheesiest movie that you've ever watched. And sure enough, coming up with 9-1-2. And, and that Otani v. Trout uh, at bat was just electric. And Otani, the, the final pitch was just mind-bending, Noah. Uh, it was great stuff. And after all that, we picked a winner. We picked Japan. Uh, the plus 100. I have no idea how we did on the props. Uh, we did take the over, um, but they left base runners. There was base runners left all over the place. Um, but yeah, we did all right, Noah. But that that last um, out-back was something else. Yeah, it was really cool. And the mind games there was plenty. I mean, Shohei Otani, known for that splitter. He didn't throw it once to Mike Trout, who had struck out on it twice earlier in the game. Uh, I thought for sure I was telling like my dad was watching it right next to me. I was like, the splitter's coming at some point, and it didn't come. And he went to the slider to open up the at-bat and finish the at-bat. So yeah, we had... Japan three to one to win it all. Uh, Venezuela, of course, didn't come through for us. I had uh, loads on Taiwan, which that was just. I mean, I'm going to consider it a bad beat when everybody goes two and two and they just don't even advance. You know, um, we had Italy to advance plus one forty. We had Mexico plus, or I had Mexico plus three fifty to win pool C. You had them to advance, and I had Venezuela plus three thirty to win pool D. You had them to advance as well. We had a really, really successful WBC on this podcast. Um, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I know, like I say, it got a lot more global attention. It's really the most. Um, even BBC News and stuff was carrying. Some some BBC headlines on the website after GB got our win against Colombia, so it certainly raised the profile. Um, as ever, uh, the MLB Gambling Podcast on all your usual socials. We are live on YouTube this evening, uh, and we've got our watchers and commenters. Serial uh, is in. You boy Noah and Dylan probably missed the squirty cream uh, incident on the Premier League Gambling Podcast last week, uh, but no, Serial, I do not have squirty cream in that. It's a cup of tea. It's not an egg either. Uh, egg in a cup and squirty cream have been, <laughs> been some of the silliest um, Premier League gambling podcast things. To see what that cream was actually, I did it. It really was just know. well, the Discord channel was alive for about thirty six hours with, and it's it's just whipped cream, Dylan. You would just call it whipped cream that you'd have on your ice cream or apple pie. Aerated whipped cream was the official boring explanation. All right. But it's squirty cream. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> We've got to stop. I've said squirty cream far too more much, times. Man, too much. Too much. Yeah, stop saying squirty cream. Um, and I don't even want to go into egg in a cup. What we do is we talk about baseball um, and we'll talk we about the NL Central. Um, I don't mind this division. It's quite good fun. We know, Noah, you've got a dog in the fight. You have a, uh, you're a bit of a Pittsburgh guy. I mean, it does look like a match at the top of the market. But they've all got win totals. They're all going to go over or under something. Uh, so we'll get to all five teams. Uh, presently, once I've told you about WinBet, the official online sports of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, WinBet is active in Massachusetts and tons of other states. 
Uh, be on the look out for the Winbet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern time during Winbet Win Hour. Marquee games of the week will have better odds on Winbet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. And March Madness is here. Um, loads of ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today to get, receive a special offer. Bet $100. Get $100. Limited to state availability. For our DGENs only, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. Loads to choose from. Head to winbet.com or download the WinBet app. Offer subject to change. Takes and sees at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you wish to know a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. The SGP Final Four. Uh, watch party being hosted at the historic Ice House in Pasadena, Sige. Uh, Saturday, April the 1st at 7.30pm. All the details for that are on sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash icehouse. And this incredible contest for the Masters, I've been watching the golf tonight, the WGC. I've got a couple of live DFS lineups. Uh, but if you're looking to hang out with Sean and Ryan at Stadium Swim, uh, you can win a three-night stay at the Circa Las Vegas to hang out with the boys. Uh, contest is completely free to enter. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash golf party. And if you don't win the contest, you can still get a discount on a room using the promo code SGP. 15. Uh, but it's, it seems, I can't believe that this time next week we're going to be watching um, MLB baseball. It's incredibly exciting. Um, I'm going to take, I need to take next Thursday off just to set fantasy lineups. I've got that many teams going. I mean, it's a proper six hour job. Like, I'm going to, yeah, um, I'm going to close the curtains, lock the doors, um, and set all those lineups. And know how we need to get our TG FBI in order as well. But we'll start this NL Central preview with the St. Louis Cardinals, who are 22 to 1 to win the World Series, uh, 11 to 1 to win the National League. They are minus 110 for this division. To reach the playoffs are minus 227. And we have a over-under win total here of 88 and a half. Um, so I'm all right with this. The, the World Series odds for me are fine. I've got them... Um, round about 20 to 1 shots uh, and the line's up at 22 to 1. So I could bet them. I think it's the, it's the only bet I'd take on these lines, actually. I think the divisional odds are spot on. They should be favourites, um, but there's not much in it. I think the total's on the money as well. They've added Wilson Contreras. Um, they had to make sure they got this call right, I think, to replace Yadi Molina, because Yadi Molina's been there forever. So this was an important call. Um on the field, but also I think culturally as well for, for the clubhouse and for the St. Louis fans, the replacement catcher, whoever was going to replace Molina, I think was important. Um, but other than that, they're kind of rolling with the same with the same roster. Um, they've got a young lineup, uh, which means they can kind of roll with the same roster. Paul Goldschmidt is the exception there. But, and they still roll up, they have this conveyor belt of young kids that come from nowhere. Tommy Edmund, uh, Tyler O'Neill, Dylan Carlson, Donovan, Last year was Lars Nupar, who we've just seen doing doing things for Japan in the WBC. Uh, and Jordan Walker is going to be this year's player. He looks like he's going to break camp at third base. So the lineup's great. The rotation is interesting. I think Adam Wainwright's going to struggle. Um, he's actually hurt right now, too. Strength growing. Yeah. I hadn't seen that. Uh, you've got Miles Mikolas, and I do think Jordan Montgomery's going to go okay. The, the interesting ones for me, the, the four and five, were Jack Flaherty and Stephen Matz. Um, Flaherty just wants a good season. He's, he, I, I think everyone in baseball wants him to have a healthy season um, because he, he's capable of great things. We just haven't seen it enough. 
And Stephen Matz, Dylan, you could probably tell us a bit more about him. He was a New York mate. I liked him at the Mets and I did watch him in the spring training game last week and he looked really, really sharp. Um, and uh, yeah, I think Matz has got a lot of upside. I love the bullpen. So yeah, they look very, it's hard to pick holes in this team at all. They look very, very solid. The, the play I would take from those top line bets is the World Series play. Um, like I say, I've got them at 20 to 1. You can get 22s. There might even be a 25s if you shop around. So, yeah, I would I would happily take the cards. It's hard to pick holes in them. Um, Dylan, you, I mean, you can start with Steven Matz, but, but the rest of the cards, what, what are you telling me? Yeah, Steven Matz, he was good for the Mets, but for I don't even know if he's confirmed as their number five starter. I think Dakota Hudson, he might get a run at that as well. So it'll be interesting to see at five, you're right. I don't know about their rotation. I think, but the Cardinals, they do a good job at the deadline picking uh, pitchers up and making room. So I think they'll do that. I love this team. You mentioned it. They did lose Albert Pujols, Yadier Molina. Uh, they lost Alex Reyes, Jose Quintana, Corey Dickinson as well. Uh, the only piece, you, like you mentioned, that they added was Wilson Contreras. They didn't, I, don't, I didn't think they had to add much because, you know, they have those young prospects coming up. You mentioned Jordan Walker. He's supposed to be a beast. Uh, they have a lot of depth with this team. And, you know, I, I, I know a lot of people are worried about this rotation. And, yeah, it might not be the best. I think the Brewers have the best rotation in the in NL Central. But, you know, I, I think they, are, they have enough guys that are good enough to win with their lineup. Their lineup is stacked. And, we like I said, we always see the Cardinals make room around the trade deadline for more pitching. So, Overall, I, I think this is the best defensive team in, in the uh, division. I think they have the best lineup in the division. So I feel like the number at 88 and a half that I'm seeing, I think it's kind of low. I think they win 90 games this season. So this is a no-brainer for me. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on the over 88 and a half wins for uh, the Cardinals. Okay. Uh, Noah, how are you feeling? Uh, well, as I always say on this podcast, I bet on pitching, and this isn't one of the stronger tandems, in my opinion, in this division. Uh, like Dylan mentioned, Dakota Hudson and Matthew Libertor both knocking on the door here with uh, plenty of starting pitcher depth. As right now, I think roster resource has Jake Woodford as the SP five. Mm-hmm. Um, this this team has plenty of SP twos. I don't think they really have an ace right now. They have Michaelis, Montgomery, Flaherty, and um, and Wainwright, but none of them really, I, I think, are like when they're on the mound, they're going to get you a win type guys um and then the bullpen it's got some really good pieces in ryan helsley and giovanni gallegos both those guys capable of closing games and this is the strongest lineup in the division personally like i not gonna put any money down on it but i'm not strongly fading this team i just think there's better options to place money throughout the division this is a team like the same way i attacked it last year i want to see how they play like a lot of times i'm not putting money down in the preseason based on like you know any team could be i'm just petrified by injuries uh, throughout the throughout the year, and it just destroys a future. This is a team that I want to see how they perform throughout the year. Um, and around All Star break, I'll reassess the situation with how the starting rotation is performing, like we did last year. Um, and that's how I how I will attack it. Yeah, that's a good move because I think for two years running, actually on the show, the cards have been our best friends at the halfway point. We, we backed them last year, I think plus 140 um, to overturn the Brewers and they, they, they ran them down uh, with ease. Um, so yeah, cards are uh, traditionally, well, traditionally, traditionally for the last two years, um, being a better second half team. So by all means, um, live betting them as the season goes on. 
Um, yeah, that's a nice point, Noah. Um, we will move on to the Milwaukee Brewers, who are 28 to 1 shots for the World Series, 14 to 1 for the National League, plus 145 for this division, uh, plus 100 to make the playoffs, and their tool is two fewer than the Cardinals at 86 and a half. Um, Noah, lead us off with the Brewers. This rotation has the best one-two punch in all of the LB. Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, with Freddie Peralta on the cusp of a bounce back if he stays healthy. Then you have Eric Lauer and Wade Miley as Southpaw SP4 and SP5 surround out a solid, solid rotation. Uh, they won't have to worry about their closer as Devin Williams is it back there. He's a top-five closer in all of the end belt. Be, um, but after that, there are some doubts that I have. But Craig Council has been at the helm for a while. He's done this before with less. I can trust him. the The lineup. I'm really optimistic about this Milwaukee Brewers lineup. I mean, up and down. I'm always a sucker for Christian Yelich, but I I think this lineup is better than in years past for Milwaukee. Willie Adams batting two, Telez batting three, William Contreras they acquired from Atlanta. He's batting cleanup. Jesse Winker, they acquire from Seattle, batting five. If he can have a bounce back year, he's a very nice middle-of-the-order bat. Luis Urias had a great World Baseball Classic. Garrett Mitchell is my long shot for NL Rookie of the Year. A lot of people all over Jordan Walker. I think five-tool guy Garrett Mitchell, he's 30-1, to is worth a dabble. Brian Anderson batting eight is capable. Uh, Great veteran third baseman. He's going to play some outfield for this team as well. for me, I like the Brew Crew to win the NL Central at plus 175 or make the playoffs at plus 115, whatever you desire, um, and sprinkle something on Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff to win the NL Cy Young as well. Uh, Burns is plus 550, Woodruff 19 to 1. Uh, both of those guys definitely, uh, I mean, top 10 pitchers in the NL for sure. They could definitely run away with that award if they have their best stuff going this year. Okay, so positive vibes from Noah uh, for the Brewers. Dylan, are you agreeing? Uh, This one was the hardest one for me. I feel like for most of the teams in this division, I I was pretty cut and clear what I was doing over under, but this one was the hardest one for me. You know, 86 wins last year. They lost Andrew McCutcheon, Colton Wong, Hunter Renfro, Omar Navarez. Like Noah said, Jesse Winker, they had him, Abram Toro, Luke Voigt, Tyler Naquin, William Contreras, Wade Miley. He's right. They have the best rotation in the NL Central. I, I think we'll see a lot of low-scoring games from them like we did last year. So that's how they win ball games. I'm going to be betting a lot of unders for the Milwaukee Brewers. But as for the lineup, look at the top. I, I don't I don't know. We just don't know what to expect from Christian Yelich, who he's had back spasms in the past. Will he have a bounce-back season? I'd hope so, but I just don't know. I worry about their lineup. I like their rotation and pitching does win games. So not my most confident play or something I'm running to the window with, but at plus money, I'm seeing over at plus 115, over 85 and a half wins. I'll take a shot with the brew crew to go over that, but not my, not my most confident play. Yeah. I think the the word I've written down here with their lineup is kind of uh, dependable rather than uh, spectacular. But that might just be good enough because there's there's, there's one player that I like. I, I, I won't go over what Noah um, explained about the lineup, etc. Um, and it's the, the bet to make the playoffs. So I saw them at plus 100. I think Noah mentioned he'd seen a plus 115. Um, and I can't see really where... 
um, th- there's no weakness in there. Like I say, it's not a spectacular lineup, but it doesn't necessarily have to be behind that rotation in bullpen. And I would have liked them to have added maybe one big splash because I don't think they're that far away. They're probably only three or four wins away from being a, a, a shorter price favourite to win this division. Um, and I think they could have got a four or five win play if they spent a little bit of money, but they didn't. Um, so, yeah, to make the playoffs is, is a good price. I make it around about minus 120 and you can pick them up at plus money. However, I think if you want to bet, bet the Brewers, if, um, I think the... The way to do it would be to take the exacta um, on the Brewers to finish first and the Cardinals finish second because I think that's the only real way around it can be. Um, I can't see the Cubs getting anywhere near the Cardinals and the other two are a write-off. So that's a price of um, plus 225. So if you want to take the Brewers to win the division, I think if you just stick the uh, the Cardinals to finish second to them, it kind of doubles your odds. So obviously... There is a um, a little inbuilt risk. If they do blow up and the Cubs win 10 games more than they should do. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think that's likely to happen. So yeah, for me, it'll be um, Milwaukee to make the, the playoffs and then Milwaukee to finish above the Cardinals. If you're, if you're a Brewers better, that one's at plus I, 225. I want to mention this too. Like uh, you mentioned, they didn't really make a splash. Well, for the Brewers, uh, they signed Luke Voigt to a minor league contract. If that guy pans out, I mean, that could be a splash like that two years ago, three years ago, he had like a 50 home run season. If he's capable of doing that again, um, the Brewers would love that. I have. Yeah. Luke Voigt is lurking at the bottom of my roster in loads of my fantasy teams because he was (laughs) going for absolutely nothing. Um, And you're absolutely right. By by the middle of May, you could just be slotting him in and getting production from a from a top 10 first baseman. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like that a lot. Underdog fantasy um, action heating up for March Madness. College pick'em is a great way to get in on the action. Underdog fantasy lets you do that, especially if your bracket is busted after day one. Um, plus, they have your favourite college basketball player props. If you head to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a one hundred percent deposit match, and um, that's underdogfantasy.com promo code S. G-P-N. Okay, third in here, we have the Chicago Cubs. The Chicago Cubs are 55 to 1 for the World Series. They are 28 to 1 for the National League, uh, plus 650 for the division, plus 310 to make the playoffs. Total here is at 77 and a half. Noah, uh, sorry, Dylan will come to um, Chicago Cubs. Yeah, another team that made, you know, a lot of moves this offseason. They lost Will- Wilson Contreras, Jason Hayward out the door, Wade Miley, see uh, Alex Mills, Framer Re- Reyes. Uh, but they did add Cody Bellinger, Dansby Swanson, the biggest one, Trey Mancini, Eric Hosmer, Jason Tyon, Michael Fulmer, Edwin Rios, Tucker Barnhart behind the plate. You know, they added a lot of, like, veteran guys with playoff experience, and you could make the argument some of them are a little past their prime, but... You know, they had 74 wins last season. I think with all the additions they did make, I think it's worth four or five more wins. I think they could get 280 wins. And I really like what they've done with this lineup. The pitching rotation scares me a little bit. Kyle Hendricks is starting the season on the IEL. Like with the Brewers, I'm going to take a lot of unders. With the Cubs, I'm going to take a lot of overs, especially with the wind blowing out of Wrigley. And um, 
Malcolm, you mentioned about the order in the division. I, I took a bet on a sports book where the Cubs finished third, the Brewers finished second in exact order, and Cardinals finished first at plus 260. So if you think they're going to go in that order, I took a nibble at that. I think it's worth a little something. There's a, quite a few bets on my on my local market here on teams on their exact finishing position. And I think they're some of the best value bets I've seen in these six divisional previews that we've done. Because there's a uh, Philly were one that stood out just because teams that have got a gap of kind of six, seven or eight games are both above them and below them. So they could have a particularly good season or a particularly bad season, not necessarily threaten that spot. Um, So yeah, I absolutely love that. Um, As far as... The, the comes to concern the outrights the World Series etc are a million miles away uh, even the division I've got them at tw- they should be 25 to 1 to win this division uh, for me not plus 650 so uh, nowhere near it the total is spot on I've got they should be 10 to 1 shots to make the playoffs are up at plus 310 so I'm not really interested in backing the Cubs to do anything at all it is a brand new look lineup. Um you saying Tucker Barnhart there, Dylan, just reminded me of when you got him mixed up with Kyle Tucker in their our World Series <laughs> DFS lineup. So that was quite funny. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to be playing we'll, more we'll, DFS this year, though, I promise. <laughs> yeah, that's oh. what we need to do. Um, I think Cody Bellinger is the one who could have a little bit of an upside if he could bounce back. Um, so, yeah, it's it's not too exciting uh, Say Suzuki's injured they'll get him back soon enough Matt Mervis was a name we were quite excited about but myself and Noah have spoke about this before they seem to be determined to block him from coming up the yep. rotation is very underwhelming you've got kind of four SP3s in there um, and then maybe Hayden uh, Westneski could be worth watching and then there's nothing coming from the farm so I do like Michael Fulmer as a fantasy option if you've still Love got it. a league to draft um, but I'd not in and maybe I'm talking through my pocket a little bit because I was all over the Cubs last year. I think I picked them at ten to one to win this division, and they were awful. But I would be taking the under. Um, so no outright plays for me, but the the under seventy seven and a half. I don't I don't think they get there unfortunately. So I'm way the other side of Dylan. Noah, uh, can you split the time? I'm I'm gonna go with Dylan here. Like you no, guys, Dylan Dylan kind of like so so the starting rotation. You shit on it. I'm high on Jamison Tyone on a bounce back year. I thought he was all right with Pittsburgh when he went to New York. He was a little bit underwhelming. Take him out of the big city. I think this is his bounce back year. Marcus Stroman looked elite in the World Baseball Classic this year, and Justin Steele we loved. Hayden Wisniewski was great down the stretch. Those two tandems of pro- that tandem of prospects we were betting. All, all, all August and September, um, that we loved, and in the bullpen, they have a couple of capable pieces. Like they, they have my boy, the, the 2017 AL Rookie of the Year, and Michael Fulmer. He could be the Cubbies' closer this year. Chicago also has Rowan Wick and Brad Boxberger, who are used to throwing leverage innings, and they have a solid lefty and Brandon Hughes back there. Um, and this lineup, sneaky, is the perfect word to describe it. I think. Um, you have a lineup that's projected to have Christopher Morrell and Nick Madrigal on the bench. I love Nico Herner, uh, Damsby Swanson, and Ian Happ. They're all batting one, two, three projected in this Cubs lineup. And if you guys, if they pan out in the middle of the order, like you mentioned, Trey Mancini, Cody Bellinger, Patrick Wisdom, and Eric Hosmer, all four of those guys could be great middle of the order bats if they pan out. 
Um, and then that's also with Seiya Suzuki on the IL early here with an oblique injury. So I'm I'm on the opposite side of Malcolm here. Uh, I think he might be talking out of his pocket because I, I liked the Cubs last year with him. I didn't get down on it, but I, I thought it was a good look. And again, I'm going with that. Give me uh, the Cubs. Sprinkle some on them to make the playoffs this year. Mm. Plus 360. Here's my handicap. You have the three teams from the NL East, the, the Phillies, the Mets, and... Um, the Phillies, the Mets, and the Braves, and the two from the NL West and the Dodgers and the Padres. The three teams left running are the Cubs, the Brewers, Cardinals, whoever doesn't win the division, and the Giants. You have one well, team. The, the D-backs are going to make the playoffs. I was just going to say the Snakes. Watch out. I'm high on the Snakes, too, but I don't know if playoffs is like yeah. for them this year. That's all you know I'm going to say. Real question. Is Marcus Showman, I agree, he, played fantastic, he pitched fantastic in the WBC. But we, we tend to see him pitch four or five innings and then he'll he'll come out when he's pitching a good game. Like sounds like we, a normal starting pitcher to me. But like you see on the opposite <laughs> side on a team we'll talk to in Hunter Green on the Reds, he'll be getting blasted for seven, eight runs and he'll pitch to the eighth inning. So if if he's consistent, I think then they'll be really good. But I just worry about his his uh, pit, innings pitch with Stroman. I think this team's sneaky good. That's all I'm going to say. I, plus 360 to make the playoffs is good enough for me to sprinkle on that. No, I'm, I'm on not, your side. I, I love the over. Honestly, I know, obviously, I've my odds here. I've got them at 10 to 1 to make the playoffs. I'll give you that. I'll give you plus 400. No, you send it my way, mate, when you want it. Uh, plus plus 400 with uh, M. Bamford bookmakers over here. Um, no problem. Um, right, we'll move on. To one of uh, Noah's teams here. Noah, he does enjoy a dog shit baseball team, and he's got the Pittsburgh Pirates going for him this this time round. Um, Two hundred to one for the World Series, one hundred to one for the National League, sixty to one for the division, uh, fifteen to one to make the playoffs, and a total of sixty six and a half. Noah Benick, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Come on, talk them up. Let's have it. Just subtle jabs from Malcolm all all year long. I'm, There's I'm nothing subtle this. about it. <laughs> yeah, I do like a sucky baseball team. And uh, the starting rotation, they have a bunch of SP3s. We'll start there because, like I, like I mentioned, I, I mean, that's that's, that's uh, the biggest thing I look at when I'm betting on these teams. I'm super high on Rosie Contreras, but he's unproven. Mitch Keller is hot and cold. Like, he could pitch like an SP2. He could suck like an SP5. Uh, JT Brubaker is the most mediocre MLB pitcher that has ever lived, but he's consistent. He'll give you three or four earned in six innings. And then you have Dick Mountain and Vince Velasquez to finish off this rotation. The pen eh, past their closer, David Bednar. It's pretty bad. Um, but a lot of people are psyched about this lineup and I am too. This looks like the strength of this year's team on paper, but there's plenty of uncertainty with a couple of guys. Like I love Brian Reynolds. I, even, I was lucky enough to like see him and get a grab a picture with him. Big fan Vandy boy, but, uh, he still may want out of Pittsburgh. Uh, will O'Neill Cruz hit for average, uh, is Carlos Santana, a guy they'll flip at the deadline. Can Jack Sawinski stay healthy, stay up? for the big league team all year. When will Andy Rodriguez replace Austin Hedges? All of these questions, they're not being talked about as much because we we got back, we brought back my favorite player of my lifetime and Andrew McCudgeon. I can't wait to see him back in the black and gold. Um, it really is like silencing a lot of the questions on this team. 
I'm not as high as I was earlier this year when they opened. They opened this win total at 61, and I told Malcolm I love this team. Now, with where are we sitting at now, Malcolm? What's the number that we're picking? 66 at today? and a half, mate. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy. I still think they'll go over that. I think they're like a 70 win ball club, but I don't feel nearly as comfortable betting it this year as I did in the like. I hear a lot of the public is on this Pirates over, and that's why it's climbed like five games. I, 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 I like this Buckos lineup. I hate the pitching, and that's that's what's making me pump the brakes on this team. So I'll lean over, but I'm not comfortable with it at all. All right. Well, I'll make you feel better here because this is going way over. I've got to go in 73. Uh, Pittsburgh are going to win 73 games, so we'll take we'll take the over. The rotation is the words I've got written down is horrific, which might be a little <laughs> bit dramatic. Um, but Roency Contreras, um, he's got some upside. We like him a lot. Yeah, but the rest of it's horrible. Um, the pen's not great after bed now, which is exactly what you said. A player I really like um, is Ji Hwan Bay, um, coming out of uh, South Korea, 23-year-old, and, and Connor Joe from Colorado as well. They've got some upside players. Really going to enjoy watching O'Neill Cruz lead off. He's the, the stat cast darling. He had sort of the top 50 hardest hit balls ever uh, last season. And I do like the veterans that they've added to those kids that they had anyway. So, yeah, I'm all for it. Um, the pitching is going to be bad. But, uh, yeah, I think they can do some stuff, Pittsburgh. They'll score some runs. And I'm happy to play this. So, I mean, if I'd seen it at 61, like I say, I've got them going to 73. So, one of my strongest players in this division. Um, Dylan, what, how are you feeling about the Pirates? I, this, I think this is our first team ride. I, I'm very high, actually, on the Pirates this year as well. But I re- wanted to ask Noah before I'm I get so into scared. my... Yeah, <laughs> now that we're all on it, now I kind of want to fade it. But um, Noah, you know, they talk about Brian Reynolds, and it seems like from everything that I read and reports that he still kind of might want out. Yeah. Do you think they'll actually move some of the young players this year? Uh, like... <laughs> They're not going to trade any of these guys that they've just had marinating in the farm, but Brian Reynolds probably is going to go. I did say that, um, you know, like a lot of, a lot of, I feel like people aren't really asking the questions that they should be with this pirates team. I, I think, I think it's uh you know, there's three doors, there's three closed doors. And if you pick the wrong one, this thing could be the Detroit Tigers of last year. Yeah, because they, they've come out, the Pirates, and said, you know, we're not going to trade our young guys, but it still kind of feels like they might trade Brian Reynolds, which worries me a little I, bit. I know where Brian Reynolds is going to end up, if that's any help to anyone. Where? The the New York Yankees is the answer. Oh, don't tell It's me. not a bad pick. They've got no outfielders nope. at all. Yeah. Um, Bader, obviously, but then what? Aaron Hicks, leave it out. Um, and Stanton and Judge and Pure, their backs and their big bodies will go. So, yeah, um, he'll be in the pinstripes um, by mid-July. Let's see that. Um, write that down. Um, yep. real um, quick, I'll quote I didn't, I didn't June give my, or whatever. I didn't give my play real quick, Malcolm. Uh, for this Pirates team, yeah, they won 62 games last season. So they lost Bryce Wilson, Zach Thomas. But I actually like Kevin Pilecki too. Connor Joe, you guys mentioned. G-Man Choi, Carlos Santana, Rich Hill, Vince Velasquez. But 
I, I think the biggest addition, obviously, is bringing back Andrew McCutcheon. You know, I think they did enough this offseason to win six more, six or seven more games. I took it at 66 and a half. I see 67s out there. So the number's just going to continue to rise. You know, their, their young guys are getting better and they're moving in the right direction. I wrote for their pitching staff, Iffy, and I think I was kind of being generous. But <laughs> they, they have a decent lineup, and I think they'll be able to produce runs this season. You know, I think they'll be able to play better defense. And I just can't express how much I'm excited to see Andrew McCutcheon in Pittsburgh. So I think they're better than this Reds team. Uh, and I'm going to go over 66 and a half wins for the Pirates. I, so what is I it? think it's I think it's a 70 win lineup, which still isn't like that great of a compliment. No. And I think it's like a 47 win pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> and look at Muna. Like Muna, okay, Muna oh, is in the chat. He's going. Y'all are smoking it. Give oh, me the no. under. Like, it, it's really worrying me that you know. Oh well, that's all right. If we're all going to take the over, we can uh, we can put Muna up to some sort of forward. He can take us all for a virtual dinner one night. Uh, we'll <laughs> sit in four separate restaurants, and Muna can pick the table. Um, once Pittsburgh go over this um, in the second week of September next season. So, so yeah, that's a unique idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll have a we'll have a four way a four way dinner date in uh, spanning four and a half thousand miles. Um, virtual, <laughs> virtual, virtual night on on Moonaf. Um, the Cincinnati Reds, come on! We thought it was bad with the Pirates. We have got the Cincinnati Reds also at two hundred to one to win the World Series. The National League is one hundred to one. Division sixty to one. The playoffs sixteen to one, and the total yeah is at sixty four and a half. Really, it's only the total that's in play. We're not interested in anything else. Um, so they've added Will Myers, uh, Kevin Newman, uh, Will Benson, who made uh, the roster on our TG FBI team. Uh, Noah, um, Chad Pinder as well. They're going to have a healthy Jonathan India, hopefully. And then Spencer Steer, someone, uh, a rookie that we talked about, in the past, he's an interesting one. So the lineups, um, it, well, it, it's it's poor, but this this it's not without hope. Um, the rotation, however, is kind of interesting. Um, Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo. Um, Graham Ashcraft. It, it, I read some stuff on Graham Ashcraft just tonight. Uh, Dylan's laughing already, but because he, he he made far too many appearances on the show last season for a player of his ability. But I've read some stuff tonight about his spring training, his velos up. Um, if he can start striking batters out, Ashcraft's going to have a great a great season. Um, then he drops off a bit. Lewis Sessa, Brandon Williamson. Um, not much else to add here. It is what it is with Cincinnati. The totals at sixty four and a half. I've got them getting to sixty eight. So. I do like the over. Um, it's, it's a three and a half game window uh, between the projected line and my line. So I'd be happy to bet that. But yeah, not an awful lot I can add to uh, to Cincinnati. Dylan, how are you feeling about the Reds? Yeah, another 62-win team last year. Uh, Mike Masakis, Kyle Farmer, Mike Marner, they're all gone now. Like you said, they added Will Myers, Luke Weaver, Chad Pender, I don't know. I, I'm on the opposite side. I don't know if this team is three wins better than last season. I feel like another bad year is coming for them. I don't like their pitching staff at all. Their lineup isn't good. 
I feel like it's going to be another 100-loss season for the Reds. You know, I am interested in their one-two punch in Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo, but... One-two-three uh, punch. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, you know, th- this team doesn't impress me at all. I- I'll be short with this one. Give me the under. I'm fading the Reds all year. Okay, so it's a big fade of the Reds for Dylan. He's not beating around the bush, eh? He just killed him. Uh, Noah, any hope from you? I'm on the over. I, I yeah, like baby. Yeah, I you like are. The Reds pitching staff. They got a great closer in Alexi Diaz, uh, who is Edwin Diaz's brother, like we mentioned. I mean, this bullpen could be bottom five in the league, with, but I mean, Buck Farmer and Reaver San Martin are also hiding in that bullpen. Um, and like we mentioned, the rotation of Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo, and Graham Ashcraft, they're young and really talented. Um, the only thing that holds me back is their own ballpark. It's kind of a shoebox in the Great American Ballpark, but I mean, Nick Lodolo has not struggled keeping the ball in the park. It's more Hunter Green when you su- when you supply the speed and uh, how fast his fastball is. When hitters turn it around, it 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 goes pretty far. This lineup, just like the rotation, uh, is actually like uh, better than I think a lot of people think. Jonathan India India's back. Hopefully, he stays healthy. Joey Votto's still there. Tyler Stevenson's great. Jake Fraley's good. Will Myers, they added via free agency, and we'll see how rookies Spencer Steer and Will Benson perform. Um, The biggest thing with me for this Reds team is last year, they started like 3-23. and It was like a terrible, terrible start, and they were like one of the better finishing teams in the the league. I I think this uh, team goes over, and I think it's pretty easy to see them actually getting three more wins than they did last year. Oh, there you go. Uh, a solid case made by Noah. Yeah, I'll, there's a couple of names that I, I never mentioned as well that, that you did. Jake Fraley's another uh, good spot. Yeah, Tyler Stevenson. They've got they've got a little bit of depth and, like I say, some some rookies coming through that can they can add to it as well. So yeah, hopefully um, we can get Cincinnati over the total. Right. Okay. So I think that has got us to the end of our handicaps. So we need to throw out our best bets here. Uh, we will start with. Uh, Dylan, um, all your best bets for the NL Central this year, please. Yeah, my best bet would be uh, just one. I do like the Cubs over. I think that would be a close second. Uh, Their win total of 77.5. I love all the additions that they made. But my my best bet is going to be a division winner. I'm going to take the St. Louis Cardinals. I got them at minus 115. Still get them at minus 120, 125. But uh, yeah, last year I made the mistake of not picking the Cardinals uh, to win the division. I won't be making the same mistake this year. Uh, you know, to be honest, I'm not the biggest future guy like Noah alluded to earlier in the show. Just because I don't like to tie my money up for six, seven months investment. Unless we're getting like really great odds, for example, plus 150 or above. But that's just my opinion. I, I do think um, I do think this Cardinals team will win the NL Central, though. I, I think I think a few teams got better, but nothing to the magnitude of the Cardinals. I think they run away with the division. I think they have the best lineup. Uh, I think Goldie will be hitting 320 in May. Uh, eventually, uh, eventually, this season will bring up some of the young guys that we mentioned in the majors, and that's why I didn't. That's why I didn't really have that much to make noise just because other teams didn't have as much depth as the Cardinals did. So really excited for this Cardinals team this season, and I think they could go far. I know they got bounced early in the playoffs, but they're my pick to win the NL Central, St. Louis Cardinals. Okay, love that. Uh, 77, what are your best bets? Uh, So for me, my favorite win total is the Cubs over. My best bet is the Brewers to make the playoffs at plus 115. Um, and my sprinkles, the long shots, 
Corbin Burns, Cy Young, plus 550. Uh, Brandon Woodruff, Cy Young, 19 to 1. And Garrett Mitchell, rookie of the year, 30 to 1. Okay. Uh, Getting some exotic stuff out the door. I've got five picks written down here. The first one of which is going to be um, St. Louis for the World Series. It's 22 to 1. I've picked, there's three or four teams here um, that we've done these. The Tampa Bay Rays were one um, at a price. Uh, the LA Angels for another one. Just that where the odds are bigger uh, than I've got them at. So I say I've got St. Louis at 20 to 1. Uh, so I'll, I'll happily take a little bit of 22s. Um, I will co sign Noah's Brewers to make the playoffs bet um, at plus 115. That was one of mine. And then I've got three totals here. The Cubs are going under, which helps no one because you two both took the over. And then I've got Pittsburgh over, which is probably my strongest play here. Um, I've got them going way over, like I say, seven games over the projection. And Cincinnati over 64 and a half as well. Uh, so they will be my five players here. And I will just give out that one. If you do like the Brewers to win the division, not that we do, but if you're a Brewers better, take them to win with the Cardinals in second place. That gives you odds of plus 225 rather than the plus 145 that they are now. I think that's a great way of adding a little bit of extra value uh, to that bet. Um and I think we're done, kids. Uh, do you, either of you have anything else that you want to tell us about before we get going? Thanks for having me on. I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I think we're all a little bit too high on my Pirates this year, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait um, for uh, the season. I know we're going to be ramping up uh, episodes. And yeah, just think of it. After we go to sleep, we'll be less than a week away from opening day. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. So yeah, coming up on the show in the next week, we will have... Um, the player props, all the awards, um, we'll be making some picks for them. And then I suppose it'll be Tuesday or Wednesday evening, as soon as we get some opening day lines, uh, we will fire out a regular season episode. Um, all the 30 teams play as well um, on opening day. And that never happens. That hasn't happened for donkey's years. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to that as well. So we can get a full slate of MLB bets out uh, next Tuesday no. or Wednesday night. Tell the what, listeners. What? Uh, tell the listeners how often we do those regular season podcasts. Uh, we do them every weeknight. Wow! And, really? Uh, yeah, exactly. And then um, occasionally on a Sunday, and then some turbo ones on a weekend as well. That's cool. Um, so yeah, loads of stuff to uh, look forward. No, I can't wait. This is proper countdown mode. There, Dylan just said it. Yeah, we go to bed tonight, um, and it is less than a week. This time next week, uh, we'll be comes out tonight too. Sorry, MLB the show. Oh, tonight. MLB the oh. show. Who's on the cover this year? Uh, Jazz Chisholm. Oh wow, yeah, interesting. A little, little bit of an interesting decision. There. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably because he represents Team GB. Uh, Team GB, you uh, <laughs> WBC winners over Columbia. Have a little he bit does. of that, boys. He does. What? What? When did, when did he play for Great Britain? I didn't know that. Yeah, he didn't. He doesn't have to play to be a member of Team G. I'm a member of Team GB. I didn't play. <laughs> Uh, we're all part of you're the member of the Nighthawks I thought who are also members of mate that's what do you know what the word team means if you <laughs> do you understand this concept of a team team or community <laughs> yeah same thing Malcolm. I think they Malcolm mean the v- same thing very interesting um, did you know the Great Britain players like people at the Virgin Islands or the people of the island descent they were able to play for Great Britain this season so it was kind of cool. Yeah, I think, yeah, because we spent 300 years annexing half of the world. Oh, I don't um, know. Yeah, we, 
Yeah, we just farm. It's the same with our cricket team, uh, which is all the subcontinent Indians, Sri Lankans, Pakistanis. Uh, we've got Jamaicans in there. We don't care. We don't discriminate. We just hoover everybody up like it's, uh, yeah, pretty shameless, really. But what's not to like? That's what's, <laughs> that's what's held me back all these years, Dylan. I'll be honest. I would have been in that lineup if it hadn't been for the, uh, the all the, all the, all the Caribbean players here. Um, so, yeah, well done, everyone. Um, usual places to like, rate, review, um, follow us on YouTube because we'll be going live, like I say, four, five, six times a week, uh, starting midweek next time. Really appreciate it. Uh, good luck with all your bets. We'll be back early next week. And until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>